This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So you have probably heard by now this explosive lawsuit that Diddy's ex-girlfriend, Cassie, has filed against him, alleging, among other things, alleging rape, alleging human trafficking, and so and many other and alleged Insinuating abuses. violence against fellow artists like Kid Cudi. So there are now other women who have come forward in various ways weighing in on that, notably Aubrey O'Day. Yes, uh, Aubrey O'Day, of course, worked very closely with Diddy back in the uh, Making the Band days. Well, she says, basically, I told you so. Um, yeah, this is something uh, about about a year ago she was talking about when she was on the, the Call, Call Her Daddy right. uh, podcast. Now, we should say what she's talking about here doesn't rise to the level of a sexual assault, um, but she certainly is insinuating that there were some things that she was very uncomfortable with that happened while she was working with Diddy. And I, now I guess she feels like this is her chance um, to bring those things up again because she is very much supporting Cassie in this lawsuit. But here's what she said on Call Her Daddy. I wasn't willing to uh, do what was expected of me. Mm. Not talent-wise, but in other areas. There was a lot of lies. There was a lot of, um, you know, when you're when you're young and impressionable and you're just, we understand our beauty as women through the eyes of the people observing us. Well, who's observing us? Men. Diddy would be like, you're not hot anymore. Like what happened? You don't have anything, like you don't have any curves. You're looking like just, you're not looking like, I can't get people to think that you're my good looking person. And there was no Me Too at that time. There was no protecting anyone at that mm -hmm. time. You signed a million NDAs and a million contracts that took away all your rights. So you really were operating in an environment that you had no control in. Well, speaking of NDAs, that's a whole other issue that surfaced. Right. Um, where there are rumblings um, that, you know, when Diddy, Diddy gave some artists their masters back. And the word is that in return, they signed NDAs, kind right. of after the fact. Yeah, that's exactly, he was giving them back their publishing rights. He worked with a lot of artists as the head of Bad Boy over time, and apparently he would exchange the publishing rights for an NDA, but Aubrey O'Day said, I didn't sign up for this deal, and it, it seems that's why she's more at liberty to speak about what went on during her days with Danity Kane and Bad Boy. Yeah, those things aren't necessarily, that's not, I want to say that's not like uh, Diddy making people sign NDAs in exchange for whatever deals. That's something that is done with it. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad, but I just want to make the point that that doesn't single out Diddy as doing something and, and, that other people in the industry. And have. to underscore that, um, his lawyer, Ben Braffman, says that these allegations are bogus um, uh, regarding Cassie, that um, she, according to Ben Braffman, was trying to extort Diddy uh, for several months now asking for $30 million or else she would tell all. So their position is that these are a pack of lies. 
that um, this was a shakedown. I think they said that what she had said to them before, according to Diddy's camp, is that it was going to be a tell-all book she wrote, um, but they feel that she couldn't get a book deal or something, or so now she's resorted to filing this lawsuit. Now, I want to make one other point, that some of these allegations, if true, could constitute crimes, notably rape, uh, human trafficking. So, By the way, federal crimes. So Federal as well as state. Yeah. So um, we actually made a bunch of calls late yesterday afternoon after this story broke about the lawsuit, um, and we contacted um, various law uh, enforcement agencies, including Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, Miami, Atlanta, um, and others. We also called the FBI. We called the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. Um, they had no case filings, open case filings, um, on uh, on Diddy. For criminal we, charges. For right. criminal so, charges. Right, right. So that has not surfaced in that arena. We did find something curious because um, late yesterday, we contacted NYPD um, and um, a law enforcement source there told us that um, there was a an open case involving Sean Combs. But that... It said it was locked. Locked, so meaning access was restricted. restricted. Yeah. We then called their public information office um, and asked about it, and we got a statement back um, not only acknowledging um, that there was an open case, um, but basically saying anybody who is the victim of sexual assault, we want to talk to. They never mentioned Diddy's name, but when you connect the dots, right. it and seems we, like they Open were, case that we didn't know had anything to do with Cassie, just that there was an open case involving Diddy is what it said, right. what they said to us. So today, we are told by NYPD officials that the person who gave us this information was simply wrong. Right, the spokesperson who said that, who gave us the, the quote about them be, taking uh, sexual assault cases very seriously, and the person who told us that there was a, a locked case was wrong. And actually, the way they said it is that they should not have sent that information. Yeah, yeah, they said there's no investigation of this sort at present, and they said further the release of this information might have been a violation of their own internal policies to, to release that. Hey, you guys, it's Eddie from Michigan. Happy Friday. You know, this case is so unfortunate. You know, I just read where the claims came out stating that the NYPD is stating that Diddy is not under investigation for all of this. So I can't wait to see what happens in the future, because there's a lot of things to unpack in this case with sexual assault, uh, uh, oh my goodness, this is so much. I'm like, my mind is blown. It's unfortunate. There is a lot. Um, we will see. Okay, we got to move on. Yes, uh, to Jada Pinkett and um, another uh, statement from her about this Will Smith alleged incident. Remember earlier this week, a former friend slash assistant of Will Smith claimed that he had uh, years ago walked into a dressing room and saw Will having sex with um, Dwayne Martin, the actor Dwayne Martin. Uh, Will immediately said that this was all fabricated. And Dwayne Martin, by the way, said that he wouldn't even dignify it with a response. Right. Um, but uh, Jada was out in New York City, uh, and she had a little bit more. We got her the other day when she said, she told us they're going to sue. That they're going to sue. Here's what she said about uh, the situation now. Some some stuff to unpack here once you uh, see this. All the allegations are fake, Jada. Absolutely. You never seen Will with no man, nothing like that? Ever, never, never, never. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so we should say that wasn't one of our camera people, it's an agency, but there's just something about the way that was, the question was worded. 
Yeah. You never saw you never saw Will with no man. There, right? it, and obviously, what he means by that is you've never seen Will with any man in a sexual situation. That's that's what he's getting at. And what she's saying is never, never, never. So she's double downing in the denial, and uh, you know, basically just reiterating what she told us on camera uh, the other day. Look, they say they're going to sue. I'm kind of waiting for that lawsuit to come. It's been a couple days already. I'm sure their lawyers are whipping it up. But yeah, I mean, she's just denying again. So we will see if, if she sues, yeah, because we'll that creates a whole other set of issues. Famously, Tom Cruise sued over something similar and won. Um, and that kind of set a tone, um, beware, to lots of people yeah. who make all of these allegations. But I, I want to get into what you kind of alluded yeah, to, I which is the way it's this kind of animate, no, never, ever, ever. See, I, I would have preferred the question was worded. Are the allegations, are the allegations true? true? Yeah. Or if you wanted to say specifically, did you ever see Will in a situation like that with Dwayne? With Dwayne, because they are friends. That at least is specific. When you ask it broader, now it becomes. It feels like a thing about there's something wrong if it happened. There is something right. scandalous. Oh, is that if what it you guys happened. are getting at? Like, yeah, like yeah, this is like homophobic yeah. or something, and that she's coming there across not, as homophobic. Not, not, not intentionally, but there's a tone to it that feels like. Oh, he would it's, never do like that. It's icky. Yeah, like it's like, wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, I get that. Yeah, and that, it, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's always been. It is a tricky thing right down to the surface. Yes, and um, not on Jada's part, but I think the way the question was worded, what else was she to say? Hi guys, it's Candace from Foxborough. Um, agreed. The question is worded kind of strange. Like, if Will did have sex with Julian Martin, that's a horrible, terrible thing. I mean, I don't think that it is, but it's just kind of strange the way it was asked. And there's always been kind of rumors that things like this have happened, but kind of awkward. I'm interested. To Can see I say what what's awkward? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, your kid <laughs> is your child. Your okay? kid looks like he might be keep six, him in the keep six, him in the shot. Six, six feet tall, maybe one twenty. <laughs> You're struggling. <laughs> no, he's all over the place, but yeah. Let me see him. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. Give him some shine. Yeah. He deserves it. Okay. <laughs> well, if Kanye West were actually interested in digging himself out of the anti-Semitic hole that he put himself in uh, with his rants last year, uh, around about this time last year, um, this is a really, really bad way of doing that. Um, and maybe he's not interested in it, but he is certainly making a reference to it in new music that he is producing. So uh, we told you a few weeks ago that he was planning to, uh, to release some new music. He'd been working on an album, um, and then it never came out, which is not... Which is par for the course. Par for the course with Kanye. But he is still working on this music, and apparently he is in Saudi Arabia working on this. Um, and some neighbors are a little ticked off, and they because he's been playing the music really loudly... So, first of all, can you go back to the shot? Where are the neighbors? Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> where are the neighbors? That, I think that's <laughs> that shows you just how loudly right. the music is being played because right. they're not it just right it's like next an to echo them. chamber there. Right. Um, but there is a reference in this song which you're about to hear, uh, which was overheard by one of the neighbors, um, uh, where he says, "How could I be?" Essentially, the the tone of it is, "How could I, I be anti-Semitic?" Anti I hooked up with a Jewish woman, although he uses a different word. He uses the B word. So here's that snippet.
I find so, this, I, I gotta say, I find this why so- Why toy with it? No, but I, I find this so offensive that, you know, given that, you know, he's expressed a love for Hitler, that he has talked about, you know, death calm to the Jews, and that he thinks this somehow writes the ship. Right, it's I, almost it, like he it, thinks it's, that it's, like, it is to so, him, he probably thinks that's a funny line. It is so incredibly offensive that it, it, it's beyond words. Well, of course, this is still a work in progress. We know that he's been working with Ty Dolla on an upcoming album, but I mean, I think it's foreshadowing what's to come. And of course, given the conflict between Israel and Palestine, it makes it all the more worse. You know what, I, you, I, can I tell you what I find really fascinating about this is that there is such a wave of anti-Semitism in the country and the world right now that, you know, the weird thing about this to me is Kanye just becomes part of the drumbeat you know, based on things that he said, when you right. hear, you know, in Australia, they're, they're, they're chanting gas the Jews, that, you know, and then Elon Musk comes out yesterday with this right. horrid thing. You know, it, it, it's almost like, shut up, Kanye. Well, well <laughs> and, and, of, and that's what I thought, the, it seemed like that was the game plan from him, right? That all right. year we haven't really heard anything from him. We've and it's been him. overtaken almost by everything else going on. But, and he inserts himself But again. he wasn't saying anything. We were just seeing him out and about with, with his wife and traveling around Europe. But he wasn't saying anything. Right. And, and we thought his plan was here, look, I'm just going to stay quiet, let it all die down. And then, and then recalibrate. And recalibrate. Yeah. This is not a recalibration. This is picking up where you left off. It, it, it's terrible. Hey, this is Ace with Charlotte, man. I'll just say this. This is a pile of scoobity poop that he put out a few years ago. Meanwhile, his daughter, Northwest America, is selling people lemonade for $20 a cup. That's highway Hollywood robbery. Kanye, what the hell are you doing, bro? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I find no humor in this at all. And it's just, I, I got to tell you, this, I, I, I know I've said this to you before, and I'm sorry for sounding like a broken record. It is feeling like the 1930s here. Um, it is really I, to, to your point. I wonder I if he felt you. like he's, you know, making this new music, and because he's no doubt seen the anti-Semitism that has been spewed by so many people, that maybe he felt like he needed to ra raise it again. I, I don't know. It, it's not. It's not a good. It's not a good. Well, first of all, it does nothing to change what he said. And it's disrespectful on top of that. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's, 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 again, I'm trying to somehow get in Kanye's head, but. I don't think you can. I mean, yeah. there is nothing about that that isn't disparaging, and it doesn't do anything to kind of right the wrongs of his past comments. No, not at all. Okay, we are gonna move on. Yes, to GQ's Men of the Year. Big celebration uh, in Hollywood last night, although, where were the men? Um, because the women stole the spotlight. Uh, there were men there. I gotta tell you something so funny, but, but let's, let's show who they are. But First, everybody. Kim, Kim with blonde hair. Yeah, Kim Ish. was there with blonde hair. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, this was Meg Megan Thee Stallion in a somewhat revealing, I don't know, she can put her hands there all she wants. <laughs> Clearly is not helping because we had to blur it. No, I, uh, but Dua Lipa was also there, Chloe Bailey. I gotta tell you something yeah. so funny. So our producer, Vic, 
um, said to me before we started this, she said, yeah, Dua Lipa, and, never, and she says, oh, by the way, there were men there too, and then she starts mentioning them. It's a GQ event, it should GQ, be. Well, so I mean, not just how any are the GQ, men after men of the year? GQ men of the year. How are they afterthoughts here? Explain that to me. And, and, and I am with you, Harvey, because there has been some side eye this year about the amount of women who are actually being mixed up as winners for GQ men of the year. I mean, Kim Kardashian even graced the cover, dressed, you know, more manly than female, you know? So it, it's weird because the guest list, you guys are right, is women taking over the entire event, looking absolutely amazing. Uh, GQ usually has always mixed up women in their events, but this year it was like, I can count on one hand how many males were there. Yeah, like, and they're, after, they're, they're the afterthoughts. And it's like, can we give some shine to the guys who actually won? I mean, no offense to the, to, to the ladies, but the men who actually did win, John Legend was one of the men of the year. Uh, Tom Ford was also one of the men of the year. Jacob Elordi was on one of the covers, and he was there looking great. You got James Marsden, Dwayne Wade, and MGK was also there. Oh, I mean, those are great names. It's just, shouldn't we be talking about the men Shout first and men of the year and French? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to be hypersensitive about this, but no, it would be like it would no be like cares. it would be like it doesn't matter. It matters a little. It would if be there like, were, if it were okay. the women of the oh, year. Yeah, you, and we started talking about. Well, there's a you, there's a reason you for that. go to a Maxim event and then a bunch of guys get honored. Come on. Right. Well, there's a reason for that. I'm it's called the patriarchy. I'm, all right. That's why it would be a bigger oh, deal God, if I you mean, did it. Uh, no, finish the sentence. There's they a reason for that. Yes. How many times are you going to say there's a reason for that and not give a reason? I got no more I, to back you up with. I <laughs> think he gets it, that if you went to a, a magazine that was having their Women of the Year and you only talked about men, that is a sign of the patriarchy, that women are Let's being... have some equality here. Okay, and I that's agree fine. with you on the Maxim thing, but on the GQ thing, the guys should at least get Do the you shine. think any of the guys are complaining about those women being there? No. Okay. But you well, there you go. Enough said. Hey, it's Carrington from Houston, Texas, and the ladies were shining bright last night. We can't help it that the women are on fire, and they're letting it be known that they came to take over business 2023 and 2024. Okay. Sorry, man of the year. White flag. White flag. How are you going to compete? Okay. Everyone is excited about the holiday season. Did you know that this is also engagement season? I did not know this. I, so thought, I was doing a little I research. I thought like spring was in. No, most engagements that. happen uh, between November and Valentine's Day. I learned something today. Uh-huh. So uh, a lot of people may be thinking about making the big leap and spending a lot of money on a diamond ring. And or, or, or do you get a diamond straight from the ground or do you get these new lab-grown diamonds, which have become very popular, and I think you can see why. They are- They look like diamonds. They look like real diamonds, and I, I don't really even know the whole process that goes into it. Do you call them real diamonds? Do you not call them real diamonds? To me, you, I would say it's not a real diamond. If you give somebody one of these, um, do you have to disclose that it's lab-grown yeah. instead of- Do you get a piece of paper? From like, the ground? Do you get a piece of paper to clarify? I'm serious, there are a lot of questions about this. Well, uh, we are not experts in the field, but uh, we have someone joining us who is. Jean Doucet, a great, great, great-grandson, I believe, yep. of Cartier, so he knows the business, knows the diamond industry, and has his own shop here uh, where he has decided to sell exclusively- The lab-grown diamond. Yeah. How about that? Which I think that? is interesting. So, uh, let's find out more. Jean Doucet, welcome to TMZ Live. Thank you. Good afternoon. Hi, guys. Hey, um, God, I've got so many questions about this. First of all, 
Are these real diamonds? I yes. mean, I said that they're not in the in the tees there because I that's I how I feel. Well, I didn't think they were either because I thought a diamond is something that comes from the ground, from yeah, the earth. Right. So that, there's there's two myths that uh, people always ask: Is it a real diamond? Yes, it's exactly the same. As a matter of fact, lab-grown diamonds are graded exactly like natural diamonds on the same scale. Huh by the same organizations, Gemological oh. Institute of America, and it is a diamond, and I cannot tell them apart, nor the oldest, oldest, most seasoned diamond dealer, cutter, manufacturer really? in the world. Wow. This, this is, and this is why I made that pivot, because it is unmistakably a diamond. Oh, wow, all right. Okay, uh, so, what about cost? I wanna know, like, is it, Cheaper? I mean, I know there are certain benefits here, but is it cheaper? Is it the same? What? Yeah, well, the, the, the first and foremost attractive thing about lab-grown diamonds is the value proposition. A lab-grown diamond is about 10 times less expensive than Ooh. a natural diamond. And if you ask me about my career, I sat in front of people that were just compromising, agonizing over the price of diamonds, which were sort of like obscene, and keeping people away from enjoying the mystique and the beauty of diamonds. And then lab-grown has created this liberation. Now you can have the quality that you want, you can have the size that you want, because everybody wants to have a decently big diamond, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And size at a matters. price that makes sense. So lab-grown diamonds are just resetting the scale. It's wow. incredible. And I would imagine that the people who are still taking diamonds out of the earth are not happy about this. Because, I, correct me if I'm right, John, but the, the reason for the price of diamonds, one is that they're, they're rare, and how much time it takes for one to actually develop in the ground, and then all of the labor, which is also problematic, that goes into removing yeah. them. So all of that is why the diamond industry says, yes, we're gonna charge you, you know, this bucket load of, of money for this diamond that's about this big. That's entirely right. So when you remove all of that, yeah. um, do they even have, how do they even compete? Well, I think the diamond, natural diamond industry is in the fight for its life, really. Hmm. Because when you compare both, when people see it in person and they can compare and that there's nothing to compare, then they adopt lab-grown diamond at, a, at an incredibly high pace, and therefore they're not interested in spending 10 times more for something that has been extracted from the ground, and that this is where we lead into the second part of why lab-grown are now cool. They're not trying to be something they're not. They're cool because they're not extracted from the ground, it removes the concern that people had about ethical and blood yeah. diamond. You must have heard about that. You're so right. all of these questions are gone. The value proposition is irresistible, and these questions are out of the equation as well. I'm all so, in. So, so, okay, what about the controversy now? So if a guy um, asks a woman to marry him and presents a lab-grown diamond, does he have to disclose that this is a lab-grown diamond, or can he be silent about it, hand the diamond over, and that's that? Well, I think that's, that's the really exciting part about all this. First of all, most couples shop together. So the man that's going to do this, this mission 
and buy a lab-grown diamond pretending it's a natural diamond, that really doesn't make sense anymore because generally speaking, this generation wants a lab-grown diamond. They're not trying to pretend mm. that it's a natural yeah. diamond. They just think it's actually cooler, better, cheaper to have okay. a lab-grown okay. diamond. Okay, what about let's, the old let's, heads? Let's get, what let's, about the old Yeah, heads? let's get to second and third marriages. You're right, right exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> same, same thing. I got crushed and killed the first time, the second time, and now I finally get to buy something that makes sense financially. Everybody is interested. Wow, I this love is, this conversation. I've so much. Yeah, that Thank was you. great. Jean, I'm guessing uh, that business is pretty good at your, uh, your new <laughs> yeah. store in WeHo. Uh, it's just called Jean Dusset. <laughs> Thank Jean you. Dusset. Thank you, um, I Yeah. Thank I, you for having me. Oh, this nice is, store. Beautiful store. All right. Jean, thank, thank you so much. This was great. A lot. Really thank appreciate it. Have a good afternoon. Happy Bye. holidays. Well, you that's too. the first time I said that. <laughs> Yikes. That's the first time I said All right. that. Yikes. We'll get, we, got a, we got a few more weeks. You got to okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Kiki Palmer and the drama with Darius Jackson after getting a restraining order, apparently she felt like that wasn't enough protection. We will show you where she has gone with their infant son, Leo, when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Kiki Palmer, as we all know, has really been going through it in this drama with her ex, Darius Jackson, who is also the father of her son, Leo. And she got a restraining order against him, but clearly wanted to put even more distance between them, um, regardless of the restraining order, which, restraining order, which by the way, well, I'm not sure that's requires him she to- She didn't escape. It, we don't know. I mean, yes, she could have gone, uh, made this trip for work, purposes, but she brought Leo with her. She now temporarily has full custody of him. I'm guessing it's Could France. be Vegas, but no. It is, <laughs> right, it could, could be, be Vegas. Vegas, but no. It is Paris. She and Leo were there on Thursday, rainy day in Paris, but seems like she is trying to have a good time, enjoy herself. Yeah, whether she's there for work or for, you know, maybe she is just trying to put a little bit of distance between how heated this is really getting. Um, she was seen taking pictures in front of the Eiffel Tower with Leo, which are going to be really nice memories to look back on instead of during this time looking yeah. back in the negative. So it's nice that she's there. And like you guys said, she does have sole temporary full custody of uh, Leo. So uh, this whole thing has gotten really, really, you know, back and forth between Kiki claiming abuse on Darius's end and Darius claiming abuse from uh, And then the mom's Kiki. got involved. Mom's exactly. Got the involved. Mom threatening as well, uh, Kiki's mom. So this has just been getting very, very, very heated. And as you can, as you can see, you know, baby Leo is caught in the middle of this. So she probably was either trying to create distance or brought her son along with her to yeah. work. This is a tricky situation for the family law judge, because ultimately the family law judge is going to almost act like a judge in a criminal case and is going to have to decide: 
did this really happen? How much of a threat is it? What do you do with custody? What do you do with this visitation? The, the physical violence that, that Kiki is alleging. Right. right. And, and you know, do you have monitor visitation? Do you have visitation at all? How do you do joint custody? Do you sole custody? So in a sense, this is going to be like a real trial if, yeah. it, if it goes to that, where a judge and is going to have it certainly seems to... like it's going to go to that. I know sometimes we see celebrities, that they get really heated, and then suddenly there's a settlement. This one doesn't feel like there's a settlement. I mean, there's a. It doesn't feel like it, but then again, we would have said the same thing about Kevin Costner. Good point. You know, I mean, Very you just never point. know. Hi, this is Artiana from Newport. Um, you know, Kiki needs a break to herself, and spending some time in the city of lights is exactly what she needs. Yeah, I want to just make one other point that a judge, even if they want to settle, if they want to get this thing because documented in court, a judge can still ask questions because ultimately yeah. it's not about necessarily only what the adults want when it comes to custody. The, the issue is, and the, the, the North Star, is what is in the best interest of the child. Right. And if a judge feels like the arrangement they, they make is not in the best interest and would even put the child at risk, a judge, a judge doesn't, have to si a, doesn't have to sign off. Yeah. So I'm not sure that something can be settled that easily in a situation like this. Yeah. Okay, we are going to move on. Yes, moving on to uh, Vegas. Uh, really going to Vegas this time because F1 has their big event there this weekend. There will be tons of celebrities there. Um, big, glitzy event uh, for Formula One racing, and they had a practice, uh, practice session that only lasted, oh, I think about 10 minutes before they had to cancel it because... There's some serious safety concerns. One of the drivers for Ferrari, um, his car was went up in sparks and luckily did not go up in flames. But um, look at that. I guess you could say there were some flames now, there. How this happened is shocking to me. And I didn't know this. You know a lot more about this. Yeah. I had no idea they're like an inch so, from the ground. So the, yeah, the F1 cars are very low to the ground. Carlos Sainz was the driver. And remember, they're racing on the strip. So this is... The regular road. Now, they have repaved it and everything, but they have manhole covers there. They have uh, sewage drains. What they did is that they put concrete over those, but apparently one of those concrete covers was not secure, and it came up, and that's what caused that accident. And how now it, there how are concerns. How did it come up? I don't understand I, this. I, I don't know what they did to secure it, and I don't know if it was just asphalt or... The reports but, is it actually happened because Esteban Ocon went over it earlier and that kind of loosened it up. And then when Science went over it, that caused the damage to his car. So they actually had to shut it down for a couple of hours to go and check every drain cover throughout the entire course to make sure this was okay. And then they said, we're going to resume practice, but fans got to get out of there. So everyone's upset. They're basically saying this is like Firefest on wheels. Wait, wait, wait. So they're resuming practice, but the fans are not allowed to... to Right, so they're like, are we going to get refunded the, the fans, for this? People to be paid clear, hundreds of yeah, dollars fans to go pay to for that. Yeah, yeah, they pay to go to the practice. I, I'm confused, though, and, and I want to get into this in a second because Lucas was going to go and he took a bath because his friends... Oh, we don't have we to bring that up. His that. friends yes. bailed on him. Gosh. We don't have to. Well, no, his friends bailed on him. We're opening up old wounds for him. Um, but what, what I want to understand... A big bath. Big, big bath. Big, like... Moving on. A lot of money. All right. A lot, get to your point about the actual race. So my question is... If these manhole covers right. can loosen just by drivers by driving drive, over it, and that's what's going that's, to happen, but obviously. that's like a design defect. Why would of they do? Course. But why would they do that? It seems to me whatever they did to secure it obviously isn't enough. And now they have to be. Every driver has to be concerned 
that that could have been my well, car. How are they going to do it like that? You know, it's like this is a whole thing. It's, it is. It's such a bad look because this has been hyped up for years. You would think they would have this figured out, and it's kind of looking like they're stumbling to even make this work. Wow. Hey, Joseph from San Antonio, Texas. How we're doing? All in pictures, Ninja Turtles coming up and lifting that manhole cover up. But pretty much, they need to weld those manhole covers so they won't fly up. That's my opinion on that one. That's probably what they're going to end up having to do, but that's going to take some time to go around the whole course and do that. Wow. Lucas, are you still there? Yes. <laughs> you know yeah. what I was just thinking? In a sorry, way, you, you, you ended up better than if your friends wouldn't have bailed on you because if you went, you would have spent all that money in hotels and all the other stuff, and then you couldn't even go watch the race. Sure. <laughs> By the way, I we mean, should, I, we should be clear. I'm still 3,500 bucks, so it yeah. doesn't feel great. I know. <laughs> They're not saying the fans can't go watch the actual on race day. It's right, the but practice. the practice, right. it's part of the whole thing. Yeah, it's the just want to be fair to F1. Well, Elon Musk is being called out now by the White House because of something he has said on Twitter, something that he has espoused on Twitter that was put out there by someone else. So follow us for just a second here. This all started when someone posted a, a PSA that you've probably seen on TV. It's put together by an organization called Stand Up to Jewish Hate. The point is basically don't say all this anti-Semitic stuff online. If you want to say it, say go it say it to the face of a Jewish person. So that video was reposted, and then some guy had a reaction to it. And this was his reaction, the artist formerly known as Eric, whoever he is, he says, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest blank now about Western Jewish populations coming through the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You want truth said to your face, there it is. So if you're confused by what that said, yeah. what, what he said, you should be confused. It, it, it's, it's nonsensical, but it is a battle cry, kind of a drumbeat um, of anti-Semitism. In fact, the, the man who shot up the Tree of Life synagogue made in Pittsburgh the same point. had made that point. Um, and so Elon. that's out there. And then Elon jumps in and says, you have said the actual truth. Um, and he went on to say some other things that were very critical of the ADL, saying that the ADL is has blamed Western white whites uh, when they really should be targeting the minorities who are the actual en enemies of Jewish people. I, I don't know where Elon Musk was going with this. It makes. But the White House. It makes no sense, but it's out. very clearly anti Semitic. So the White House um, right. weighs in. Said it is unacceptable to repeat the hideous lie behind the most fatal act of anti Semitism in American history at any time, let alone one month after the deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. We condemn this abhorrent promotion of anti Semitic and racist hate in the strongest terms which runs against our core values as Americans. By the way, it's true that it's not just anti-Semitic, it's racist, because that's clearly where they're going on something like this. Yes. But it is yeah, exactly. It is just following this wave of anti-Semitism in this country. I've been following this. I, I've seen a lot of people speak about this. And um, it, the the consensus out there seems to be that that where the uh, the original tweet went wrong here is by, by talking about the broader Jewish community and not necessarily uh, singling out these progressive 
organizations like the ADL. And I think there are there are a lot of people, a lot of people in the Jewish community who have said, hey, the ADL has stood for things that are not in the Jewish community's best interest for years now. And um, I, I, I would say from from my estimation here, I think that's where uh, that, that's where this all went Take wrong. Take politics out of it. Elon Musk is actually costing him money now because advertisers on care. X he doesn't care. are the guy's got uh, IBM. The, IBM, one of their biggest advertisers, he care. Said, we're out. He doesn't care. I guess you know, not. I, I just want to say one thing. Give me another group, a minority group, where it's fair well, okay. game. It's not a competition. Well, no, no, no. I'm. It's not. A, I'm not doing. I'm not doing a competition. I am saying that it is permissible from the Congress on down to go after a minority group. I thought we were past this. Name one group where it becomes fair game to basically, you know, just defame them and to. I, I would say it's not fair game. It's not fair game. It's and, become and fair, when, but it's, uh, and if when you're it's, Jewish, and, and it when feels it said, like it's fair And when game. it's said, it is called out as it should be called out. And when it's criminal, it should be treated as such. It's like a whack-a-mole right now that it's springing well, up. I'm not going to disagree with It's that. springing up everywhere. There is somehow in the ether right now in the country and the world that it's okay to go after Jews. And It's I, not okay. Stop saying that. It's no. not okay. People, there are a lot of people who, from the and desert to the sea. Just because people are doing it doesn't mean it's okay. I'm not, obviously, I don't think it's okay. What I'm saying is there are a lot of people who can not only think it's okay, but say it out loud from the Congress on down. And it's really alarming, especially to the Jewish community. That's all I wanted to say. Hey guys, Stephen Daniels, Kokomo, Indiana. Elon Musk, man, the guy is one of the richest men in the world. He's such a nut. I'm so sick of all the anti-Semitic crap that's going on in our community. Through history, Jews have suffered the most through all uh, populations. They have suffered the most. I mean, we owe them a big thanks and gratitude for fulfilling scripture. Because of them, we earn our salvation through the blood of Christ. And I'm so sick of all this crap. Make me want to move to Canada where there's less hate. Canada's feeling real good these days <laughs> for all sorts of reasons, I gotta say. <laughs> Big opening on Broadway, and Ariana Grande was there. SpongeBob? Um, no, they're not. Uh, it's not a revival of SpongeBob. <laughs> but her uh, boyfriend Ethan Slater is starring in Spamalot, the revival of Spamalot. And they had their opening night. She, of course, wanted to be there for him, and she was. But at this point now, all of her fans know that she's going to be there, especially on opening night. And they are all swarmed outside of the theater. Jeez. Look Jeez. at that. Uh, no offense to Spamalot. Uh, I love Monty Python. But look at that. Security had to chase that guy off. No, this is brilliant. You know why this is brilliant? It's like just somebody from the cast of any Broadway show should date a really hot young right. actress right. or singer. Exactly. And then you fill the theater. Right. It's It's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know that that was Ethan's plan, but it's worked out that way. Right. At least we know they're going very strong. We've been told by people close to them that this this relationship is very serious. And we knew that there for a minute that she was stepping out a lot more than she was with Dalton. She seems more serious with uh, with Ethan. Well, she does kind of pull the trigger pretty quickly, too. She did with Pete Davidson. So I guess he can't, like, make that plunge because he's not divorced yet. Right. But... Who knows, right? I mean, sure. she's. Did you see she's what he has quick to wear on, the draw. on stage? What? No. 
Now, that outfit is, I mean, if she's sticking through that hair that he's got to wear. Then I mean, it's love. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shamika from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I love that Ariana is supporting her, you know, boyfriend or friend, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling themselves right now. And I also love that her fans are coming to, like, be supportive as well. And they are, those two are actually starting to look alike. As you just said, it's, this is like, a, 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 it's Taylor and Travis on a lesser scale. I was thinking the same it's thing. It's like the That's NFL so or Broadway. I was totally thinking the same thing. That's so yeah. funny. Okay, what else do you guys want to talk about? I'm going to let you off from Atlanta. You know, Cassie suing Diddy. Uh, it's definitely horrific, uh, controversial, and um, definitely diabolical. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's been a legend and rumor throughout the years, but hopefully, hopefully that uh, the truth prevails and justice gets served if it's true. Yeah, I mean, we are at the beginning stages of this, so we will see. Yeah. Okay, one more. Hi, my name is Lynn Sazen from Chapman University, and I'll be talking about the Jada and Will story. And I definitely think, like, after their separation, it has been a chaotic mess through the Smith family. I wonder what is going on under their dinner table. I wonder what the kids are saying about this whole situation. You know, that's true. I actually, and, and this is at the time when I they're all supposed to be coming to back that. together, but now they've got to deal with this. By the way, obviously, Lynn uh, is here in our office, uh, one of our interns. Social media department. Uh-huh. Um, How's it going in social media? No, I love it a lot. It's very fun. It's like cool pitching up my new ideas and just seeing it come to life. So it's pretty cool seeing the whole thing. No, we listen. This is uh, we build this thing uh, for young people to grow. So indeed. So uh, a lead singer of a rock band is walking around barefoot. Wait a minute, is this a joke? Coming out of a bar? Stumbles out of a bar barefoot. (laughs) And then steps into a wedding. Yes, Chris Martin, lead singer for Coldplay, for some reason was walking around uh, barefoot down in Australia and happened upon a wedding that was going on and decided to jump in a couple of photos with the happy couple. That's so interesting. So here's what I was thinking. (laughs) I mean, obviously they are Coldplay fans because they're... (laughs) They recognize him. Otherwise, they just would have been like, what's this barefoot guy doing? (laughs) Here's what I'm thinking when I'm looking at these pictures. Do you think the groom leaned over to Chris Martin at one point and said, hey, um, can you tell me about this conscious uncoupling thing? (laughs) What he meant to say was congratulations to the happy couple. Congratulations. Wow. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday. He loves love.